Okay, what's up? My name's Cam, and welcome back to the Three Questions Podcast. Uh, this is actually going to be episode number one. I just built a website page for the Three Questions Podcast where you can submit questions anonymously to it, or you can email three questions podcast at gmail.com. I will put them into my queue. I hit up a number of my clients about this podcast that, hey, I'm starting this. Feel free to submit questions. You can submit them via text if you're one of my clients. I will answer these in an ad hoc format. The three questions podcast is generally 15 minutes. I will spend five minutes on each question. Give you a shout out, read your first name, where you're from. And of course, try to put my own spin from my own experience. I worked in advertising and marketing and sales for over 12, 13 years. I've also been running my own marketing consultancy and strategy company called CK Collective, where I have a number of different things going on. You can reach me there at ckcollective.co. But for this scenario, I will answer three questions submitted by one of my former clients, Sean from Iowa. Sean's doing awesome. He's running his own fitness business and has big aspirations and dreams. Uh, thank you, Sean, for submitting these questions on episode number one. So I'm going to start the timer. When it hits five minutes, I will cut myself off. You can listen to this podcast at 1.2, 1.4, 1.5 speed, whatever you want. That's generally how I listen to my Audible books, YouTube videos, and everything else so I can sort of get new content and new ideas in here. The purpose and goal of this podcast is to disseminate information I have either researched beforehand or from firsthand experience. It's not to elevate my knowledge above others. It is to cross-pollinate, bring in questions that my clients may have, want me to answer uh, on an ad hoc format too, or for random people who are trying to see what I'm about. Hopefully you can learn something. I watch a lot of different content from a lot of different people that I really admire, and hopefully this will impact at least one person out there. And if it does, then everything that I'm doing is all worth it. So let's start it up. The first question, five minute timer now, uh, why do people fear success? Okay. I actually asked chat GPT this question. I'm not going to read the answer. I stopped myself before doing it, but I wanted to give my own spin on it first. Okay. So why do people fear, fear success? I personally think that self-sabotage is a way that pulls us down from what we know we deserve. And I think our society, unfortunately, has conditioned us to fear success, to say, oh, well, if I get that, then, you know, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm going to have too much, right? Or you're not going to know what to do with it, or that's the end of the road. And it's scary to be at the end of the road. We honestly, so often put our happiness on the other side of that goal, right? Hey, if I just had that car, if I just had that house, if I just had that job, if I just had that partner, then I would be happy. I do not know why people put happiness on the other side of the wall consistently, because we know everything that I've read and I've listened to, happiness comes from being on the journey itself and being present on the moment of the journey. And that journey is filled with many checkpoints towards the thing that you ultimately want. I guarantee in life, if you ever ask somebody, somebody successful that you admire, a, a famous sports star, a boss, somebody who looks like they have it all, if you say, hey, after you got that job, after you got that partner, after you got that car, were you happy? Right? They may say yes initially, but it's never, ever a long-term lasting happiness. Okay, I feel like success is the same way. Your own success should be stringent upon you enjoying the work that you do in the moment and not the success itself. Yes, the money, the fame, the accolades, all of that stuff may feel good. But from a soul perspective, 
I personally believe that we were put on this earth to help each other, right? To share information, to lift each other up, to find our gifts and talents so that we may help others, okay? And I feel like when people get success, but it is not done in that manner, all right, in the in the manner of, hey, I help these people. When it's done in the way that, hey, we're trying to climb over each other's backs or I'm trying to sell people junk or whatever, it's not really done in a fulfilling way. And I feel like even when people find success, the money, the cars, the houses, the relationships, the trips, whatever, that sort of success is not one that is, is lasting a lifetime. So in terms of why people fear that, I personally believe it is because they fear not being successful in the right way. Okay. And I'll, I'll read you the chat GPT thing, but I want to reiterate that. I generally think myself included, and it's taken a lot of self-analysis from this. I generally think that people fear success because they are afraid they are not going to do it in the right way. I'm not saying that the right way is to always help other people, but I do know for a fact that when you help other people get what they want, intrinsically the universe works in very mysterious ways it helps you and assists you to get what you want okay i'm gonna say that again when you help other people get what they want eventually guaranteed 10 times out of 10 i have seen this happen in my own life and i've seen seen it happen to other successful people you get what you want by helping other people first okay success is all about finding your talents your gifts your abilities bring it to the world so that you can help or benefit other people, other societies, whatever it is. And intrinsically, you will find success that way. So I do think, again, that people fear success only because they fear doing it the wrong way or they don't know what the right way is to do it. Okay. That's generally my answer. I asked chat GPT and I'll read this to you quick because we have one minute left. There are many reasons why people may fear success. Some people fear success because they are not sure they can handle the added responsibilities and expectations that come with it. Others may fear success because they are worried about how it may change their relationships with other people, or they may be concerned about how they will be perceived by others if they are successful. Some people may fear success because they are not confident in their abilities or because they are afraid of failing after achieving success. Finally, some people may fear success because they are unsure of how to achieve it or because they do not believe they deserve it. Deserving is a huge, huge thing. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. Once you start to believe that you do deserve that relationship, you do deserve that job, you do deserve that success, you will start seeing it in all of those places. Okay. Four minutes, 45 seconds for that one. I am going to jump to the next question here. Okay. And that question is, what makes a successful entrepreneur, right? Sean, thank you for asking this question. I know you are an entrepreneur yourself. I know it is very tough out there in the Midwest to be starting your own business. I know you also work and have your other job outside of being an entrepreneur. And I think that's what it takes. Honestly, I see a lot of people out there hustling, listening to the Gary V's of the world, thinking that they need to grind and put in 80 to 90 hour weeks. And yes, some entrepreneurs need to do that. I think it I think it is very dependent on your field and what you determine as success, okay? If you are starting your own business and you want a couple hundred clients or you want a couple dozen clients or you want to make an item, it all depends on what industry you go in. But I will say the one thing that I see in a successful entrepreneur, right? Maybe three things, right? You got to be opportunistic. You always, always have to see an opportunity where others don't, 
Okay. Number two, you always have to be willing to learn. Okay. Whether it's a new book, whether it's a new podcast, whether it's a new conversation, whether it's going the extra mile and writing those emails, right? You have two ears and one mouth, which is designed for you to listen twice as much as you speak. Okay. And I see successful entrepreneurs consistently either consuming or listening or trying to learn twice as much as they try to do, right? That makes it more effective when they go and do things. They've now accumulated all of this wealth of knowledge from the mosaic out there. And now they go in, think internally, and then they start, they're able to take more of the right steps because they've heard all of the horror stories about what went wrong, what went right, how to do this, how to do that, how to get funding. And they consistently put one positive step in front of the other, okay? They are not thinking that they know everything, they're not egotistical, and they are listening twice as much as they speak. So when they finally go and do an act, they are making the right decisions over and over and over again. Okay. The other, the other thing is uh, humility in ability to adapt. Okay. Entrepreneurs are always learning. Okay. One of the, one of the most cliche sayings out there about entrepreneurship is fail fast. Okay. Fail fast and fall forward. In entrepreneurship, you are going to make mistakes. You're going to make pitfalls. You're going to invent something that people don't like. Whether you're doing market research or whether you're actually putting stuff out there and have a product or a service or a business, you are going to fail. And if you fail, fail fast. But what do we learn from Rocky? You have to get up one more time than you get knocked down, okay? You're going to get knocked down. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. People are going to write negative reviews. People are going to have poor experiences with your company at some point. You have to pivot and adapt. Okay. Number one, you wouldn't have gone into business for yourself as an entrepreneur if you didn't think you were the best person out there to bring this thing to life or bring this idea or invent that product. You went into business because you knew and thought you would be number one. Great. But be humble and have some humility when you go forward and when you fail. Okay. When you hit a wall going 120 miles an hour, pick up the pieces, build the car again, get back on the road. Okay. You don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for yourself because other people are inventing stuff too. That is what American ingenuity is all about. That is what American spirit is all about. We get knocked down, we get up again. Okay. <laughs> Little Chumbawamba reference for you guys. Um, that being said, okay. Humility, being able to adapt, um, always wanting to learn, always wanting to listen, always trying to connect, going the extra mile is really what makes a successful entrepreneur, okay? A couple of things, a couple of bullet points that I wrote down about this one, okay? You need passion. Of course, you need passion. I don't need to talk to you about that. You need to know what you're doing and you need to be passionate about it so the time goes by fast. Your persistence, okay? doesn't have to be balls to the wall every single day, but you have to be super consistent with what you're doing when you're doing it. Okay. Creativity, another huge bullet point. If what you're doing is just kind of mundane, is it going to sell? Probably not. You need to be a little bit creative. You have good leadership. And if you don't have it, you need to find a way to cultivate it, whether that's through books or podcasts or, or courses, whatever it is. You need to be a good risk taker need to be adaptable like we talked about strong work ethic i would say consistent work ethic okay got to be resourceful you need to have strategic thinking and then communication skills if you're an entrepreneur and you just can't communicate how long are you going to be an entrepreneur you have got to put time into the things that you suck at okay admit the things that you suck at if it's communication if it's finances if it's creativity you can outsource these things or you can learn these things okay but communication 
dude, you got to be a good communicator. That's like the foundation of everything, everything that we do in this world. Okay. So that's it for question number two. Let's hop into question number three. Okay. What makes a good salesman? Okay. I'll, I'll be politically correct. What makes a good salesperson? Um, having worked in advertising and marketing in new business for uh, the better part of a decade, I admittedly, I continuously ask myself this. I don't know that I was a good salesman. Okay. I don't really know who is, is good at sales or what makes people good at sales. I feel like I was successful in sales, but it was, th this is my two cents. I was successful in sales, but I don't consider myself to be a good salesperson because I cared more about the person. Okay. Not about the project, not about the money. I always cared more about the person. Okay. Same thing that I just said in the last question, I would try to listen as twice as much as I spoke. Okay. And the more that I could listen, the more that I could take questions, the more that I could ask somebody, Hey, how are you feeling? What's going on? How's your day? How's your kids? And not come across as a sort of BS or just trying to like have small talk when I generally genuinely cared about someone and I felt empathy towards that person and I wanted success for that person or that company that we were doing a project with, that was typically a much easier uh, sell than me caring about what we were actually selling. I was very passionate about the projects and the services and all of the opportunities that came to my agency. I was very excited when I got a new lead, a new opportunity, a phone call, but I always wanted to learn more about that business or about that person. And I think some of the, the best questions that you can have in this in this world are who, what, when, where, why, and how, okay? You ask that, you understand that person. The, the best word in any language is somebody else's name, okay? So if you can use their name, if you can maintain good eye contact, and if you, at the end of the day, can interact in a person where that person leaves that interaction with you, feeling better about themselves, that's always a win. Whether you're in sales or not, you should always, always be thinking about how to make somebody else feel better in that interaction, in your personal relationships, in whatever it is, okay? You should always be focused on making the other people feel better than when they first interacted you, with you. Maya Angelou has a, a great quote. She goes, people won't remember what you said. People won't remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel, okay? And I think about that quote a lot. And I, I know that sales teams across the board teach this. They teach empathy. They teach how to listen. And you know, if you're on a call, right? 10 times out of 10, people will always do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And if they know, like, and trust you, you know, it's kind of secondary whether, whether that company is a good fit for you or not, right? That's why there's a lot of insider trading. That's why once you kind of work in an industry for a while, you know, who's going to work with you, even if there's a company that has a better offer, right? People want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. So if you can get to know them and if they can get to like you, then trust can be established. And then the cell becomes part of the process. Okay. That's really the fourth step. And I think a lot of people are so focused when they are trying to sell stuff that they push and push and push. And I think there was another statistic out there. What did it say? It said people don't buy on, you know, the first, second, third, or fourth time but it's typically the seventh or 11th time that an interaction has occurred that people will sell, okay? That doesn't mean that you 
don't always take no for an answer, right? You need to know when to push the envelope in sales and when not to, because you can very easily push people off. But when sales, I, I've seen sales this year, the past couple of years become very automated, okay? I know when I'm being sold something and I know when somebody actually takes the time to sort of write to me or to understand me. And I really appreciate when, when people take the time to listen to me, understand my problem. And even if I know I'm not going to buy their product, I remember those people in those conversations with that company in a much better light than the people that are just sending hundreds of emails and automated stuff a day. So salespeople, I really want you to think about maybe how to slow down your your outbound and maybe how to understand and empathize and, and target your leads, really kind of take your shots with people. Because if if you can get to know them, if they can get to like you, then trust can be established and that sale will always, always come more smoothly. Okay. And that's really all I have for episode one of the three questions podcast. Again, my name is Cam. You can head to the website ckcollective.co to submit more questions anonymously or if you'd like to submit them you can give me a shout out at three questions podcast at gmail.com i've just submitted to spotify and apple podcasts i will get this up uh, on my website so you can submit these are really just 15 minute tidbits eventually i would like to get guests on here too I can ask them the questions, I can give them a timer, but we're always going to keep it to about 15, 20 minutes for you guys in total. Uh, that is it for now. I'll try to pump these out. They will also be placed on my YouTube channel as well, if you feel like listening or watching there. Uh, but again, I appreciate your time. Go submit more questions. We'll tackle these as we can, and I'll talk to you next time. See ya.